I continue to forget my readers. I'm new to glasses, so I have to remember that I can't see sometimes. All right, I think we are ready to go here, and here we go. Hello, and welcome to Morning Fuel. I am your host, John Bundy, and you are here because you believe in the power of the spoken word and its ability to change lives, and that by sharing our stories, we can help others to overcome challenges that they cannot overcome on their own. Whether it's a victory you need to win in business or in your own personal life, you understand that the answers can be found in listening to others who are willing to share their stories, knowing that their story ultimately doesn't belong to them. All right, today's guest, seeing that many local women think that abortion is the only way out of an unwanted pregnancy, his organization provides the help and hope they need to choose life for their baby. When asked what his favorite thing about his ministry is, he replied, seeing my incredibly gifted staff speak life and truth into the lives of local women, watching them minister is like watching an artist paint a masterpiece. When I inquired about his methods for keeping productive, he offered these bits of wisdom. I have daily planner derived from my life plan. As part of it, I read my own obituary every morning and work backwards from there. The book Atomic Habits gave me some great techniques I still use today as well. His advice to those aspiring to succeed as a business owner or minister, go work for a talented leader, take copious notes, save money to mitigate risks, then do your own thing. Please join me in welcoming to the Morning Fuel Podcast family, Executive Director of CareNet Peninsula, Ryan Holloway. Really good to see you, dude. Great to see Excited you. Excited about this interview. Uh, so one of the things I, I, I like, again, you know, we talk about this often, and that is kind of the origin story. What is it that got you into this, this line of work? Well, my own origin story uh, in, in terms of how I got connected to CareNet is that I went to a banquet a, a number of years ago. Um, and, and so one of CareNet's fundraisers is that they, uh, they have a big fundraising gala every fall. And okay. uh, so I've been a donor for a while. And I was personal friends with the uh, board chair for a time. Um, and so I also have worked in Christian ministry and in uh, nonprofits for a number of years. And uh, so I, I met with the, the past board chair, and I thought maybe he was going to ask me. We had talked about nonprofits and stuff in the past, so I thought maybe he was interested in me serving with them on the board. But it turns out that uh, they needed an executive director. And th that was right around the time, you might recall, it's a morbid thing, but if you recall all of those uh, expose videos that were coming out about Planned Parenthood and, sure. uh, and baby parts, and it was a really grotesque uh, reality that was being laid bare and so uh, it, it also came out at a time when i was in, in particularly disgusted with what i was seeing in this area and man god put all that together and and now here i am wow okay okay so um I, i'm sure that you you've uh, been touched by this in other ways too i mean i think each one of us knows some folks who have been through the 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 choices of you know um making that choice for or against abortion in their own lives uh, i think everyone's been touched by those decisions um so talk to you no know, this is really intriguing to me um i've heard 
um, about this before. I, I believe my pastor uh, even does this, and, and the scripture, the scripture that he quotes is, um, um, uh, "Consider, consider my days, O Lord." Uh, um, oh gosh, how, how did it exactly go? But it was talking about counting, numbering your days, counting your days. And you talk about reading your own obituary mm-hmm. um, in the morning, or 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 how, good night. What what in the world? Talk to me about. Talk to us about that. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, did you know Steve Ward? Name sounds familiar. He, he was the owner of Eastern Floor Company, yes. a longtime yes. local businessman, and, and very sadly just passed away, too young. And uh, so I was at his funeral recently. And I'll tell you, I actually texted my friends after that. And I said, you know what? New rule. We need to go to a funeral every year. Oh, wow. As a reminder that one day a bunch of people are going to get in the room and uh, get in a room and they're going to say what they thought of me. <laughs> And they're either going to sure. lie or there's not going to be anybody in the room. Right. Um, and, and so I say that to say that the more that I think about legacy and, and the kind of family I want to lead, the impact I want to make through my church and on the peninsula, uh, well, I mean, an obituary is sort of a, a few paragraphs where you put all that and put pen to paper. And so I do that as an exercise, not in so, sort of some sick obsession right. with my own mortality, but that, uh, the reality that at some time in the future, you know, the story of my life is going to be told. And, uh, and if I can work backwards, if I can get a vision f- from, from that, uh, then, then it maybe gives some clarity and purpose and meaning to the humdrum of, uh, daily life. Right. Right. And that's I'm, why I do that. I'm remembering the, the scripture now, and it is, uh, teach me to number my days. aright. So kind of like counting your days, the days that you have left. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that's gotta be sobering. Uh, and then of course you're, 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 you're writing your obituary, um, as to what you would like people to say about you. When I, when I wrote it, I cried. I remember working on this exercise about two years ago now, and it, it was emotional for okay, me. Okay, emotional in a way of, wow, I've got a lot that I need to to live up to or work on or, or what? Well, it, no, just emotional. I don't know. When I start thinking about about what my family is going to think of me uh, f- 50 years from now or 20 years from now, who sure. knows how long. Uh, I mean, that, uh, you know, uh, that... that that makes you think, you know, sure. when you start thinking, what do I want my daughter to say about me 20 years right. from now? I mean, if you don't get emotional about that, then, uh, you know, you got, you got some other things you yeah. might want to work out too. Sure. So, uh, you know, I don't it's not like I start my day off with my morning cry. So it's not right. like that, but it does put into perspective, um, you know, the, the minor tasks that I might not see a lot of purpose in today. Well, if that has a purpose in the context of my year goals and my five-year goals and my 10-year goals, which is all really part of what I believe uh, God has called me to as a purpose in my whole life, uh, man, that that makes the day-to-day work a little bit easier, a little bit more clear. Right. That's important for me. My, my personality type is, uh, if I'm prone to anything, it's it's not... It's to it's discontentment and sort of boredom, and so this this gives meaning to to me every single day. And reminds me uh, that that the good work that I'm called to, whether it's in my family, at church, or at work, uh, is part of a bigger thing that that you know a life that God has given me to lead. So. Right, right, fantastic. Now, you um, married with children, or 
Yeah, I have four kids, and so uh, so never a dull moment at the holiday. Okay, house. so what you one a year after high school? I mean, how old are you, man? <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? I am thirty six. Okay, so gotcha. yeah, um, you haven't even you haven't even reached you know like your prime yet, man. I mean, well, I have. I think I got a gray hair the other day. My wife, okay. my wife well, would like to admit that she's a little further along that journey than I am, but. Uh, yeah, we uh, we we got married fairly young. I knew my wife in high school, okay, and then we got married right after college. Okay, now are you are you from this area? I am. So I went. I graduated from Pocosin High School in two thousand and three. Okay. Yeah, you can't get more from this area than Pocosin. That's right. Really, I, I live back there again. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Not in your childhood home. No, no, but one of my closest friends uh, lives right down the street from my travel home. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Very, very cool. So, um, talk about, uh, t- talk to us about, you know, the, this book club that, that, I don't know, did you start it or you, or you joined it? Uh, what about five years ago? So it's, uh, maybe one day it'll be, it'll be more formal and more, uh, important than it, than I sound, but it, it has had a, an impact on my life. So it's, it's hard to believe it's been four or five years now, but, um, uh, 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 one of my friends and I, who's actually the chair now, he's the volunteer chair for CareNet. His oh, name wow. is okay. Garrett Maroon. And, and so he and I have been friends for a number of years. And he said, look, I, you're one of these, you're a guy that I think likes to learn and I want to read books and talk about them. So we started doing two a month, uh, with me and, and three other, me, Garrett, and two other young business leaders. The, the group has since turned over, but four years in reading, uh, at least a book a month, you know, yeah, you learn man. a thing or two. Right. So, so it's always nonfiction books on on parenting or on uh, Christian life, on business, um, and and some of these books have really uh, impacted my life. Uh, and, and if nothing else, the conversations that those have led to the the as we talk about our struggles, the applications of different uh, challenges and things we read about. Uh, so it's it's a group of young leaders like me just trying to make sense of of what to do with our life and right. the responsibility we have. Sometimes, if not most of the time, you know, I, I've had, uh, this was my first time in an executive leadership role at CareNet. And I remember we were all talking about a problem once in the whole team. And then everybody turned and they looked at me. And, and I thought, well, I guess, uh, I guess I'm the one that has to figure out what to do here. Right. And so, uh, man, I needed to have something to say. So yeah. if anything, this gives me at least uh, uh, some books and some guidance like that. Help me know what to say. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the, the wisdom that we glean from people that are so much smarter than we are or have been places that we haven't is that's fantastic. I mean, that's what that's that's over 50 books in in four years. Right. Yeah, easily. Fantastic. Um, so speaking of that, I, I love to read. I, I feel recently I haven't had the time that I wanted to. And, and reading books, you have to really make that time. Do you have um, one book that aside from the Bible, uh, one book that uh, you would say is one that you revisit? A book that I revisit. I've read the book E-Myth. Revi- it's called E-Myth Revi- yeah. Revisited. Yeah. So I've read that book several times. Yeah. Um, That's so a great one. If I, I actually give went you just found, one, I'll give you that one. I, f- I found the original of that one. I was told that I needed to find the original. And I bought it. And it was a well-worn copy of his original book before the revisited. Gerber? Is that yeah, his Gerber. name? Michael yeah. Gerber. Amazing. I love the stories that he tells in there of experiences that he'd had. He's, and it's about hospitality, right? It's about the reason why people do business with you. you. You know, when a book really hits me and I think, man, I still remember applications and points. Yeah. It, it's usually a book where I am facing a problem in my life 
at that moment and I think I have no idea how to handle this and then somebody gives me a reference right. and then I'm actually learning and applying it and so I happened to read that book the first time right when I needed it, it was the direct application of uh, something that was happening in my yeah, life so, so I feel like it, it really came in at a key time very cool so um, the Bible very important in our lives as believers read that right? too sometimes. You know, yeah sometimes right uh, do you have a favorite book of the Bible Probably Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, for real. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of back and forth about life, isn't it? It is. It is. Maybe maybe the... Kind of like an obituary. A little bit, right? <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I would say that my for a good part of my life, if not, if not my 20s, you might say, you know, I was on a journey to try and understand calling and purpose and meaning, and, and I've always uh, enjoyed thinking about those things. And sure. You know, isn't it funny, John, how you read some books and you think they're new ideas until you read things written a long time ago yeah. and you realize, eh, maybe this guy just rewrote Ecclesiastes. Right. And no uh, and so Ecclesiastes is, uh, you know, an original source of all sorts of uh, compelling and interesting ideas yeah. about about what to do in this life that God has given us and yeah. where purpose and meaning can be found. So. Yeah, very good. Very good. Now, um, you said that... Um, uh, in the in the questions that I sent you, one of them one of the answers was that uh, you used to live in the Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. that you speak f- Spanish fluently. I do. You um, want to do it in Espanol? Uh, una cerveza, por favor. I mean, well, for, that'll get you pretty baño. far. I mean, I could find beer and I could find the bathroom if I go Good. someplace. Well, they're connected. But, <laughs> yeah, right. What talk to us about that? I mean, what was this? So I uh, graduated from James Madison. And I had learned of a concept called microfinance. And microfinance, in a nutshell, is uh, this idea, usually in third world countries, where uh, where uh, institutions, organizations will lend money to help typically women, but not always women, small amounts of money help them start small businesses. So capital, the, the credit ranking system that we have, when that doesn't exist, it makes it really hard for in particular, poor entrepreneurs that don't have a lot to offer in terms of collateral, when nothing is known about you, uh, they, they typically have no access to credit. So microfinance was this idea that, that would help uh, people in these positions start small businesses out of their house with, uh, you know, it's a whole concept there. Well, uh, long story short, the this Christian ministry in the Dominican Republic that I connected with, I, I wanted me to start a microfinance arm for their organization. So, uh, so that's what I did. So I graduated from JMU, and my wife and I got married. And then in 2008, we moved to Harabacoa, Dominican Republic, which is right in the mountains in the center of the country. And, uh, and I came with a Word document. And, uh, and that was the plan to how to launch microfinance what? for this ministry. And so it, uh, it was a journey. It was but it was awesome, and now, it's you, grown. Have you taken Spanish like through high school and then into college, or, or well, how did I you... took it in high school. If you, you know, I I don't know if she remembered me, but oddly enough, I saw my I wasn't always the best student, at least in terms of behavior. And I saw my Spanish teacher. She's a donor here, and she came in with our church group. They had done something in their small group. I didn't know if she remembered me or not. But there's if I had started speaking to her in Spanish. Her jaw would have dropped. She would have said, "Not the, not the Ryan I remember." Right. I uh, so we we actually uh, learned in Guatemala. We spent we did an intensive uh, two months in Guatemala, and then moved to the Dominican. And then it was a it was probably at least a year 
Um, and we were there for, and then so, you're thrown into the fire, right? Yeah. You, you I, I understand it. You got to be able to communicate it. And, and we were out in poor in the compo. So we, we were, we were not at a, you know, they don't speak as clearly. Sure. Uh, the, the more well, rural you got different and, dialects too, right? You know, you, definitely so. So, yeah. so I used to say that Dominicans look at me funny when I first got there cause they couldn't understand what I was saying. And then at the end, they would look at me funny because they didn't understand how I talked exactly like a campesino and I was white as the, right. the day is long. So, right, right. Wow. That's, that's cool. Wow, man. That's, that's amazing. Um, so how long were you there in total? Uh, in total, I was there for four years and I actually stayed connected with the ministry. The, the organization is in other countries as well. And I've helped and consulted with them and still do to this day, but I've gotten to return a number of times to the Dominican. They took this concept of microfinance, which I didn't invent the concept, but as a, as an arm of this ministry, now they do it in all of their countries. So uh, I helped them launch that. Yeah. Uh, the ministry still goes on today. I, I, I don't know how, who knows how many businesses they've launched in their, you know, 10 plus year history, probably, probably close to what, a thousand. What would be an example suppose. of, um, of a business like an, that an entrepreneur from that area would start? Um, yeah. And, so, so the, the borrowers were typically women and they were typically doing things out of their home. So everything from what they'd call a salon de belleza, which is like a beauty salon or, uh, I helped a woman buy chickens, and, and she would uh, process chickens and sell okay. chickens to the local, they call them colmados, the little uh, corner stores. Okay. Um, uh, pigs, so, so a couple of agricultural loans over the years. Um, there's Some people would go to the city and buy, you can get these packs of, if you ever wonder where all your donated clothes go or the clothes for the losing Super Bowl team, that they end right. up in foreign countries and they buy them by in bulk and then they go sell them. So sometimes we'd fund the purchase of those things. Then you see a TikTok for a team that didn't win the Super Bowl, except there it is. Right? There it is, and you can probably <laughs> buy that T-shirt a couple, right. you know, a couple months well, later. That's hilarious, man. Well, before I ask you um, my last question, um, uh, where can how can people reach out to you? Well, uh, so. We've talked a little bit about CareNet. I'm the director of CareNet, and so Ryan at cmpeninsula.org is uh, my email. But if you go to the CareNet website, you'll find my profile there, and uh, certainly that's a great way to right. connect with me. Right. Now, I know I know we didn't cover much about CareNet, but folks um, getting to know you as the executive director of any business and then, you know, hearing that it is CareNet and what CareNet does, um, you know, they, they, we, we tend to do business and go, go and do business with people that we like and we trust. That's right. So getting to know the person, uh, behind that, I think is, is of utmost importance. Um, um, the last That's one question. of the truisms about fundraising, actually. Absolutely. That's why you ask volunteers to ask their friends to get involved with things because they say, well, no one's paying John to give and he's invited me to come and give with him. Uh, that, yeah. that, that goes a long way in the fundraising world. Yeah. Well, well, folks learn a little bit about uh, what CareNet does today um, and then they learn a lot about you. Uh, so then the, the trust is there. Um, the last question is, what do you, as, as an executive, what do you, Ryan Holloway, as an executive of CareNet Peninsula, and what does CareNet Peninsula need most right now? So what do I need most? And what do you need most, and what does uh, CareNet need most right now? Um, well, I would say what, what I need most is, um, is probably clarity as we make some key decisions. You know, one, one reality about the unplanned pregnancy industry, if you would call it that, yeah. is that it is it is shifting sands by the day. You know, so what 
that one of our biggest competitors in the in the ministry right now, it was illegal to do what they're doing one year ago. It was against the law. So I say that to say that um, it, we are at a position where we've we, we've grown a lot and uh, we're having success, but things have completely changed, and, you know, and they're changing by the month. So that puts us in the difficult position that organizations often find themselves in, which is that what might work today may not work tomorrow. Sure. Um, and so I'm, I'm on a constant search for clarity about trying to see around corners with that and see what it is that we can do to adapt along with uh, that. And, and so that relates to um, what the ministry most needs, you, you know, certainly we can always use volunteers and uh, people, we charge nothing for our services. So people like you and, and, and our your listeners that contribute to CareNet pay all the bills. So we're always right. excited to have people join the CareNet family and support the ministry in those ways. But, um, you know, certainly, you know, prayer and vision for this ministry as we think about um, you know how to how to expand. We've we, we filled our space, uh, so uh, we're we're possibly looking to to continue to grow and and uh, you know serve as many moms and babies on the peninsula as we can. Right, wonderful, wonderful, Ryan. Really great to meet you. A pleasure. Uh, look forward to look forward to supporting and praying for the ministry, and then also our listeners as well uh, doing the same. Uh, so for um, for volunteers, uh, would volunteers go to the the CareNet Peninsula website, or what is yep. the best way for somebody to volunteer? If you go to cmpeninsula.org slash volunteer. It has all the different roles that we have in the description and the opportunity to apply to each one. Now, now, since, of course, you know, Facebook is still a, a major player and, and I know a lot of folks, it's almost uh, like you don't want to, but you have to. Um, do you have a Facebook page that folks we can do? Reach we out? love Facebook. OK, uh, we have a, a very engaged uh, Facebook community. Okay. If we are in need of diapers and we post it on Facebook, the, the diapers way. show up at our door the next day. It's incredible. Great. So certainly uh, we're active on Facebook and on Instagram. Fantastic. Well, sir, great to meet you and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what God does with CareNet. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate you.